Hello, this is The Green Report, your show on the environment and the stories of people whose decisions impact the world around us. I'm G. Geronimo with Ia Gozum. And uh, ang bilis ng panahon. Today, uh, we are now entering into the second quarter of the year. And before we dive into Q2, we're here to discuss uh, the biggest environmental stories that made the headlines for the last three months. Um, the last time we did this was last September, right, right. Ia? And, oh, and a lot has happened since then. So like in episode 8, what we're going to do today uh, is we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about a couple of headlines, and then we're going to ask each other questions uh, about everything that has happened uh, from January to March. So let's start. Simula natin with Ia, yeah. with the biggest, the first story that made the headlines so, uh, this year. Yeah, unang buwan pa lang ng 2023 na may pumutok na na-issue uh, in Sibuyan Island mm-hmm. in Romblon. So, uh, uh, residents and advocates set up a human barricade, di ba? Mm-hmm. Kasi they're uh, trying to stop these uh, mining trucks that are transporting nickel ore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yung company na pinoprotesta nila dun is Altai, Philippines Mining uh, Corporation or APMC or right. Altai. Uh, which has renewed their exploration permit just last year. Mm-hmm. But they already have the permit noong 2009 pa lang. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long, long time, no? Na ngayon lang ulit uh, pumutok. Actually, bakit, pum- bakit siya pumutok? Ano yung nag-trigger? Kasi may mga trucks that went into the... Yeah, kasi uh, na-renew na ulit yung permit nila mm-hmm. last year. And then they continued uh, mine exploration activities. Mm-hmm. And then ito na nga, dahil meron na mga mining trucks... Uh, those who are opposed uh, formed this human barricade. Right. And Cebu- Cebuyan actually has a long history of uh, mining opposition. Na. So even in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, the yung protest when a local municipal councillor, Armin Marin, was shot dead mm-hmm. during a picket. So they're not... Uh, they're very... Uh, mining and the opposition of history, it's very much embedded in uh, the way they live. Mm-hmm. And they're very protective of their home, basically because Sibuyan Island was also known as Galapagos of Asia mm-hmm. because of its rich biodiversity. Mm-hmm. And it's where Mount Gitting-Gitting National Park was located. So until now, it's still ano, it's, it's still an ongoing ano, struggle. Mm-hmm. Eh. Uh, kahit na nasuspenda ng DNR yung permit ng APMC. Anong, anong permit? Yung transport? Or? Yeah, the transport. Pero yung, yung MPSA, an, an, nandun pa rin. Uh-huh. So, this February lang yun. And then, just recently, this April, uh, Altai uh, signed the Memorandum of Cooperation with uh, civil society organizations mm-hmm. of uh, Sibuyan residents. Actually, which, nagulat ako doon kasi nakita yeah, ko yung yeah. email sa atin yeah. about the photos of that event. Yeah. And then, finorward ko yun sa'yo and I was like, ha, may ganito? Pa- ano yun? Nag-agree yeah. na ba sila? Parang okay na ba ang lahat? Mm-hmm. Is this, mm-hmm. is this what, 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 does it, what does it mean? So, ikaw, anong, nung nakita mo yun, what does that mean to you? Um, I wasn't uh, really shocked kasi mm-hmm. sa, sa statements ng uh, Altai from before, I think they're, they're really they always say that they're trying to work with the with residents and the with the community mm-hmm. with the organizations it siguro yung shock lang ay parang ay wow ganun kabilis uh-huh. uh, but oh, also ha, months lang yeah, yeah yeah but also uh some individuals and organizations are saying they're misrepresented uh-huh. by uh that uh, signing of uh, memorandum of cooperation so it's still it's still ongoing mm-hmm. uh, let, let's see kung ano pa yung mga developments na but still, I think uh, what's happening there, 
ay yung power ng mga tao. And even the local governments, really, really commendable. Mm-hmm. Kasi uh, in a lot of uh, places in the Philippines, uh, hindi naman din talaga ganun kalakas yung opposition sa mining. Right. And um, hindi, I think, ganun ka-attached uh, or ka-committed yung mga residente sa ganong klaseng collective action. Mm-hmm. You know, just to form a human barricade, etc. Et so, Actually, when you look at the, our history of mining mm-hmm. in the opposition in the Philippines in general, not just in Cebuyan, it's really the the greenest, the most mm-hmm. um, biodiverse areas na nagiging um, location nitong mga, Sadly, yeah. su- mga proposed, kasi syempre yung iba, may mga existing na, or mga proposed mining areas. Mm-hmm. And these are the areas na ang nagtatrive talaga yung dahil biodiverse sila yeah. talagang the community relies on the resources mm-hmm. the natural resources mm-hmm. kaya kaya siguro i guess stronger than yung opposition yeah. in those areas because yeah. they see the value of knowing what your natural resources are mm-hmm. and you know uh, allowing those resources to work for you yeah. to sustain you and your household and your community so i guess that's why ganun yung ka strong yung Opposition, opposition yeah. especially here in um, Cebuyan Island. Na pag tiningnan mo nga yung photos talaga, sobrang yun yung una kong take away doon. Ang sakit no? yes, <laughs> nung yes. 'di ba may mga drone shots yeah. of the mm-hmm. of yung mga places na medyo Parang na, yung mga uh, yung kung saan nangyari mine exploration mm-hmm. pag nakita, parang masak oh, physically oh, like, nararamdaman ka. Green na green siya, ang ganda yeah. talaga. And then ayun na, kita mo na kung ano yung itsura nung mm-hmm nung mismong na, 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 nasimulan na yung mining. And that's just mining exploration. So, imagine yeah. it, talagang magtuloy-tuloy na yung mining there. Yeah. Um, so, ang, ang, ang daming, kailangan talaga nating subaybayan ng mga ganitong, yes. ano. Why, why do you think, uh, anong, ano, ano, what about this story really struck you? Uh, for me, kaya ako unang na-invest mm. dun sa story is because even uh, last year, I think last year, yeah, last year, uh, a, f- a friend of mine uh, who is a mountaineer, sinare niya na itong kwento sa akin. And yung nag-shocks, yung, 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 I think yung umano sa akin is because it's the home of Mount Giting-Giting. Mm. And f- I think also for a lot of people, kaya madali ring uh, mag-garner ng empathy Mm-hmm. Meron ng familiarity kasi yung Sibuyan Island. Mm-hmm. Na alam ng mga tao na nandun yung Mount Giting-Giting. One of, uh, popularly known as one of the hardest climbs in the country. Ah, really? Yeah, oo. It's, parang it's, it's a point of, uh, pride for pag a lot na, of people. Pag na, yeah, ano, pagka, pagka... Imagine mo, pagkating mo sa tuktok, makikita mo yung... <laughs> Actually, sabi nila, in some... I'm not sure, ha, but uh, in some part of the climb, makikita mo yung... Makikita mo na. Yung area. Uh-oh. So, so ayun, I think it's also that kind that kind of familiarity right. that for me worked. Works mm-hmm. also for a lot of people. Right. Uh, kung bakit nakaka-ano talaga siya ng empathy and right. compassion, you know, th- that's why people are really... Ano rin online eh mm-hmm. when when we monitor it na they're against it. Yeah, and and that um part of the story where nagform talaga ng human chain yung mga advocates yeah. to Mm-mm. physically block the, the, the trucks. Yeah. As in they're willing to put their lives on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, nakita natin na karon talaga ng yeah, that that kind of stand of giving it. a human face to the struggle. Right. That, right. that really 
Ayun. So, as you say, hindi pa naman siya talaga tapos. Kasi, yeah, mga baba siya. So, susubayan, susubaybayan pa rin natin yeah. yung um, pangyayari sa Sibuyan Island. Um, the next big story, and this is really the biggest story, um, biggest environment story um, to date, it's, of course, the Oriental Mindoro oil spill. We covered this uh, physically in mm-hmm. Oriental Mindoro. Nagpadala tayo ng team doon. And um, we, we we still cover it up to now. Pero admittedly, syempre, talagang, because, ang tagal na rin eh, like, magto two months na. Magto two months. Magto two months na since the, the, since the environmental disaster. Let, let's call it what it is. It's an environmental disaster. And uh, as we earlier reported this week, the oil is still leaking. Yeah. So, imagine mo, two months in, and they still have not found, kung, parang may mga certain tanks na ubus na, mm-hmm. tapos yung mga tanks na hindi pa rin na, na, na sisil or bas, hindi, hindi pa siya nasa stop yung leaking. Mm-hmm. And actually, an environmental official said that with the industrial oil still leaking, they cannot finalize a rehabilitation plan mm-hmm. for of the affected areas. Kasi, they, had, they have to contend with the gas, or the oil leak, yeah. rather. And then, Environment Secretary Antonio Yulo Loizaga hopes the leak can be controlled within this month. Itong this month na to, ilang months ko na narinig. Like this April. <laughs> Para ito rin yun na narinig ko uh-huh. ng March, ito rin yun na narinig ko ng April. And then, ano. hindi maririn natin this next, May. Next, <laughs> next month, ano, para na makontrol na sana next month. Which is how many days na lang? 21 na. So, di ba? Mag, mag two, week, two months na. Isang linggo na lang. But what what has happened also is that more areas are now affected by the oil spill. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the latest bulletin of the DENR, there are already four cities and municipalities affected in Batangas, two in Occidental Mindoro, twelve in Oriental Mindoro, two in Palawan, mm-hmm. and one in Antique. Tapos in April 19, the latest um, na nangyari is that ang alam ko dapat ibubuntang event si Secretary Loizaga, but yeah. he attended instead. As um, this harmonization activity yeah. at DENR, so these are these are the several government agencies meeting together mm-hmm. para magparticipate in an oil spill. Ito yung talaga nakalagay ito dun sa um, mm-hmm. progress report nila yes. or bulletin nila latest bulletin nila na it's an oil spill recovery planning harmonization activity mm-hmm. at the DENR. So um, yon that that is the latest on the Oriental Mindoro oil spill, which won't ito talaga sure ako really won't happen or Mm-mm. won't stop won't end anytime soon yeah. talaga knowing years that, pa actually uh, sana hindi years <laughs> imagine mo iya ilang taon ilang taon mo to i-cover ilang taon natin tong i-cover if years lang umabot pero yun nga parang two two months in what have we seen or ano ba yung ano yung nakita natin so far um meron nung mga first few Uh, weeks may frustration sa local officials. Yeah. Pero ngayon, ano yung parang nangyayari na is parang naghahanap na tayo ngayon ng way to to harmonize all the kasi nga iba-iba nga yung iba-iba nga yung re- um, response ng mga government agencies. Mm-hmm. Kasi sure kung DSWD ka unahin mo yung aid. Yeah. Kung DENR ka unahin mo yung mm-hmm. effect on. Kung anong mandato mo? Yeah. Oh. Pero Mm-mm. Actually, di ba, hindi naman na to bago na multiple government agencies responding to, the a, first time. to a to a to a disaster, <laughs> di ba? Even in in a disaster situation like let's say typhoon, mm-hmm. uh, agencies usually come together mm-hmm. to respond to a to a disaster like this. And in in a normal in a in an ideal world, mm-hmm. sa simula pa lang, 
harmonize yeah, na dapat. Yeah. Or maybe we're maybe we were caught off guard. Maybe this is something na hindi Mm-mm. hindi naman inexpect na mga government agencies that an oil spill of this magnitude will happen. It's already a tier three oil spill response. Mm-hmm. So that's already at the the highest level of response. Yeah. Which um actually may mga ano na naman na talaga, may mga international um teams na talaga or countries country helping. helping. Yeah. So it it's it it it's already uh, a major um happening, a major environmental issue na kailangan na talaga nating tutukan here with here at Rappler, uh, especially yung long-term impacts mm-hmm. nitong um disaster na to. Actually, Ia, you've been writing, you've been yes. working uh, on a currently story. Working. Currently working on the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is about the long-term impact of mm-hmm. the oil spill on yeah. the environment. Mm-hmm. Kasi yun naman yung focus natin bilang uh, environment cluster tayo. What What do you know so far? Ano yung nakita mo na? Uh, actually, I talked, I already talked to two experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one marine bi- geochemist from uh, UP Marine Science Institute and uh, another marine biologist from Mindanao State University who happened to have 16 years of experience mm-hmm. in oil spill research. So, I was actually surprised because they were, their tone is uh, positive yeah. and hopeful mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the worst part is already over. Over. Yeah. But uh, just to jump on what you said earlier, that maybe the government was caught off guard. Mm-hmm. This is the frustration of the experts I talked to. Because mm. they keep saying, we're the Philippines is an archaeological country. Right. And, you know, hindi naman hindi bago yung nagtatransport tayo ng oil. Eh. Kasama yun sa, it's... It's been happening along that... Yeah. Along it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's ubiquitous, di ba? Yeah. So, uh, we need to have... That's that, that's what you're, they're basically saying. We mm-hmm. need to have uh, an, a proper oil spill response. response. It needs to be... Plan. Systematic. Right. Because uh, Dr. Irene Rodriguez, uh, the expert from UPMSI, she said that the first 48 hours of an oil spill is really, really crucial. crucial. And it will dictate the, uh, the oil spill response. Because uh, the con- when kapag ka nag-spill na yung oil sa dagat, sobrang dami nang nangyayari dyan. Mm. Because uh, the ocean and the oil itself has uh, processes. Diba? Uh, it will evaporate, it will disperse, depending on the type of oil, if it's heavy, if it's mm. light, gaano kabilis yan uh, kakalat, etc. etc. So, uh, it needs to have uh, that sense of Parang dapat, urgency. Right. Na. Dapat meron ka ng rule book on what happens. Yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, we're not hoping that it happens often enough for it to have a... a yeah. Pero the reality one. is, yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Diba meron na nga tayong tier system on the oil spill response. So, ano naman magkaroon ka rin nga ng go-to na which agencies do you activate yeah. Once this happens, mm-hmm. ano yung dapat mangyari in the first yun nga? You said 48 hours. Sinong mga, sinong dapat rumisponde? Well, we know PCG was the first, yeah. among the first to respond, di ba? Pero, yun, maybe, uh, uh, isip ko lang to while we were preparing for this episode. Yeah. Pero, I realized this is actually the biggest um, issue na kinakaharap ni Environment Secretary Loizaga since yeah. she started. She's- uh, Not she, even a year. Yeah, less than a year into the into the into office, and 
ito na yung ganitong classing um, disaster na yung yeah. kinaharap niya. That's why some green groups are frustrated. Mm-hmm. Because for because she's a silent worker, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hindi siya masyadong maboka rin sa media. Mm-hmm. And I think some green organizations are expecting na this uh, disaster, yung ganitong kalaking disaster, right. they, they would see, di ba? Uh, magkakaroon ng visibility si DNR Secretary. But so far... Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Ano pa yung mga susunod na gagawin yeah. niya. But what what groups have been doing though? Kasi nga di ba naapektuhan na as I mentioned earlier, may apat ng areas in Batangas mm-hmm. affected. So it's already affecting the Verde Island Passage. Mm-hmm. And uh, what groups have been calling? Uh, they they're calling on the president mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, for him to declare the Verde Island Passage as a no go zone for oil tankers para hindi na to mangyari. And um the hope naman is even if these things happen I mean na kahit mag may mga tanker sa kailangang dumaan hindi sa ganitong ka-sensitive na area yeah. like the Verde Island passage we have um multiple articles and um interviews about how important the Verde Island passage is yeah. we've written uh, we've written extensively about it and yun yung mga uh, panawagan ng mga grupo na to na some things that can change, I think, in the yes. future. Mm-mm. And, ano, more protection for areas like this. Kasi, ano nga, ano nga ba ang protection for this area now Mm-mm. that this has happened, di ba? So, yun yung mga, mga, marami pang issues, mga sangay-sangay ng issues yeah. sa isang Mm-mm. tragedy na nangyari Mm-mm. because of rough After water. After ng clean-up, yeah. uh, ang dami pa eh. Hindi natatapos sa clean-up. And again, syempre, ang tinitingnan natin bilang tayo ay nasa environment um, cluster is because mm-hmm. is the environment yeah. Um, impact, but kilang mo din tingnan yung tingnan yah tingnan mo kilangan din tingnan yung epekto nung sa communities, mm-hmm. sa tourism, yeah. sa livelihood, even just pangkabuhayan ng mga taong to yung pang-araw-araw na survival nila. Um, a lot can be discussed and a lot can be said about this issue actually. Yeah. Kaya um, lots we, of layers. Oh, so if we go on and on, baka maging tungkol to sa Oriental Pindoro oil spill. Mm-hmm. So we will go now to the third headline uh, of this um, quarter. This is an international headline. The United Nations voted this uh, in March to ask the World Court to rule on national climate obli- on national climate obligations. Mm-hmm. So uh, ano ba yung story na to? Actually, um, ang, it, this is a historic. Um, event in that nagtanong yung United Nations General Assembly they passed a resolution to uh, seek an advisory opinion from the International Court of Justice para, uh, para to define kung ano daw ano ba yung mga obligations sa mga states mm-hmm. para i-combat yung climate change of course um, we know na eh, ba, every year meron we cover this rapper covers this meron yung laging cup the Conference of Parties of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. It's a very mouthful, long acronym, UNFCCC. But yeah. the Conference of Parties, or COP, we cover that every year. And, um, and doon, doon nagpe-pledge yung mga countries kung ano yung mga gusto nilang gawin, ano yung obligation sila for climate change. Pero, nung, actually, this earlier this month, nakinausap, Si Lian. Kami ng Lian Buan, our justice reporter, uh, who is now on sabbatical. Um, niya ako about uh, the about climate change, because one of her classes in one of her classes. And then tinanong niya ako kung ano yung ano ano nga ba? Papaano, how do you hold 
um, countries liable or accountable for the pledges that they give and if they don't achieve or if they don't um, fulfill those obligations. Tapos parang napatigil din ako. Parang, oo oh, nga, no? Parang, ba? countries can keep um, pledging yeah. and countries can say, okay, gagawin namin to by 2030. Pero, ano nga bang mangyayari if countries don't? Di ba? That, that's the problem. Uh, that is the that's the question na ako din parang oo nga no, parang hindi ko rin alam kung ano yung sasagot diyan. Ikaw, ako ikaw kung tinanong kita about that. What do you think can we do kung countries don't fulfill their climate obligations or uh, in short ano anong what happens if countries mm-hmm. don't fulfill their climate obligations? I think legally speaking, wala naman talaga kasi Although, mechanisms in place, I think. Although ratified naman natin yung NFCC. So, we're a, we're a party to that um, convention. And also, we have our own Climate Change Act. So, meron tayong, hindi naman tayo tipong lost. And also, yeah. we pledged, um, yun nga, our national, nationally, uh, NDCs, our, NDC, uh-uh. our, our nationally determined contributions there. Mm-hmm. Our nationally de- determined contributions Uh, we we have a national determined contribution now we we committed in 2020 last two years ago we committed to reducing our greenhouse gas emissions by 75% by 2030 which is just seven years from now and although we are not a big emitter talaga of greenhouse gases uh meron tayong ganung klasing obligation um yun so parang yun yung mga i guess mga mechanisms na meron tayo pero it still does not wala pa ring okay pa pag hindi ginawa ng sure Pilipinas? right uh uh anong how how will all the other countries uh, um you know hold the philippines accountable if hindi natin magawa yung 75% yeah. yung 75% comes with conditions Mm-mm. by the way so hindi lang siya as simple na parang dapat ma, ma unconditional na 75% pero meron pa rin tayong commitment Mm-mm. what happens if we don't um do that commitment I think, de ba yun yun na I think yung that's the crux of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yung following through after after the commitment. Right. Kasi uh, aside sa ang hirap kunin yung commitments ng ibat ibang bansa and to agree on on the limits mm. uh, on emission. Um, yung follow through non and holding these uh, countries and even corporations accountable. Dun narin dun narin nagkakatalo-talo eh. Yeah. Ito, ito merong um, merong sinulat si John Leo Alga, mm-hmm. one of our um, columnists who, who we also interviewed yeah. in this show. Meron siyang sinabi na it should be noted that adaptation is the nation's primary mode of climate action. So what we do, um, meron kasing a, meron kasing adaptation, may mitigation, yeah. di ba? Mm-hmm. And then uh, sabi niya the the nation's primary mode of climate action is actually adaptation mm-hmm. and Um, given its high climate vulnerability and low contribution to global greenhouse gas emissions. As a result, some of the proposed NDC policies and measures are focused on adaptation, sabi niya. And then he continues, perhaps the most vital to attaining the 75% target is successfully transforming the Philippines' energy sector from fossil fuel reliant to renewable energy dependent. So that that's where the energy transition discussion goes. Uh, enters in to this whole thing na parang ito yung pwede nating gawin. Ngayon, yeah. although nag-suggest na siya, marami na siyang suggestions on what we can do, what the government must do. Um, ang suggestion niya doon sa column niya is uh, dapat the government must present a, a decarbonization plan. Mm-hmm. Na parang dapat meron tayong roadmap. Kung 2030 yung um, 
ating timeline or atong, ang ating de- deadline, what happens between now to 2030 para ilimit natin yung greenhouse gas emissions natin. When you think about it, that's just seven years seven from years. now. Oh. So, so, do you think... Uh... Ano? 2030 is achievable. Girl, <laughs> given given ano, uh, the, the rate we're going. Looking at what's the, the the what the discussions are happening mm-hmm. in our energy transition, then they're they're considering um not so clean energy not, uh, so, not so clean transition, transition energy though. clean uh, energy transition transition Energy. energy. <laughs> Considering na may mga ganong discussions pa rin at this point in time, yeah. when renewable energy has, technology has become cheaper, mm-hmm. parang, um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I'm sure that's a good thing to hope for, but, uh, realistically, feeling ko hindi, hindi siya mangyayari. And I think most countries will really fail mm-hmm. with their, <laughs> inano ko na talaga eh, no? Nag-design na ako. Fearless, super fearless forecast. But I think, when you, when you look at this, um, kaya this, this, um, itong balita na to about the UN um, seeking the world court's opinion, what, what makes this um, um, very important, um, yung mangyayari is that, Kapag dahil may ganito ng may, dahil may ganito ng mechanism, uh, we can you can ask now the yun nga, yung international wait, let me search for it. International Court of Justice for its opinion on how you will how the nations or how the states that committed to their climate obligations, how they can be made uh, liable. So it could take yung ang it sends sabi dito to sa article that we published, it sends a loud and clear message not only around the world but far into the future that on this very day the people of the UN acting through their governments decided to leave aside differences and work together. So, actually, uh, maraming countries to na nag-sign ng resolution. Mm-hmm. Pero, uh, you sh- we should note that the US, I think, did not support the resolution at the General Assembly. The US is one of the biggest, uh, top three yan. Top three sila ni China and ni India. Yeah. They're the biggest polluters or greenhouse gas emitters. So, yon. The, sabi dito, the resulting advisory opinion could be a vital input to the burgeoning climate-driven lawsuits around the world. Again, this is not law, as most of this, as most of this international um, tools or mechanisms are. They're not binding, but you know, we can hope for the best. <laughs> they're not binding. They're not binding. Pero what what could happen is that they could influence future negotiations. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hope na lang tayo dito sa podcast na ito. Basta wag lang mawalan. Yeah. So, yun, yun ang, but uh, things are hopeful, at least here at home. Of course, last year, we talked about the Commission on Human Rights um, report, that uh, yeah. landmark report. Landmark, that's that, uh, historical. Siya. It's, a, it's a world's first. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we were one of the first to say, to declare that climate change is a human rights issue. That's one. And then last, uh, is this, is that uh, last March, yes. Last, last month, an SWS survey released um, sabi niya, 93% of Filipino adults personally experienced the impacts of climate change in the past three years. That's that means huge. that's a huge number of Filipinos believing that climate change is real yeah. and it's impacting their lives. So, it's just a matter of... Maybe something good is coming out of reporting a lot of negative <laughs> climate well, change reports. Yes. Well, kasi, ano ba? I think clim- climate change reporting especially is... Mas talagang the urgency kasi yeah. uh, pushes you to really report on so-called negative yeah. quote-unquote negative things. But you know, 
Um, a lot of good things are coming out of of stories like that din naman. Pero, yun. At least, we know now that most Filipinos, or at least, sabi ng survey na to, That's a good sign. A lot of Filipinos believe in climate change and that it is impacting their lives. Yon, that is the third of our... Uh, you, hopefully. Yes, the third of our headlines <laughs> this uh, the, on the first quarter of 2023. Okay, so we're now going into the fourth and last headline for the first quarter of 2023. Yeah, sa'yo ito. So, yun nga, habang cover natin yung Sibuyan Mining Uh-oh. noong February. February. This February din pumutok yung balita na when Masungi reported, Bureau of Corrections... Uh, visited their site mm-hmm. to conduct an inspection for reported relocation of their offices. So, merong ang claim ng Bucor ay dahil nga may, meron silang titulo of more than 270 hectares. Uh, so, basically, they own the land. As mm-hmm. of September... As of sila na yeah. they own the land. As of last year, September 28, mm-hmm. 2022. So, personally, na, dahil ko na to at nakapunta na rin ako, noong una ko narinig yung balita, parang hindi siya practical. Oo. And where are you? Hindi mo lang kinover, eh, kinover mo, you wrote stories about yeah. this, mm-hmm. you did a documentary about this, and uh, I'm sure, day there. yeah, I'm sure breaking story talaga to for you na yeah. hala, biglang merong planong ganito yung Bureau of Corrections. Mm-hmm. And and the site was is practically unbuildable kasi limestone karst mm. formations yan eh mm. parang parang where are you going to put uh, the offices there yun yung right. parang yun yung tanong diba that's why I think also uh, pumuntok yung balita and a lot of people are reacting mm-hmm. on it lalo na siguro din yung mga uh, nakapunta na dun um and then on Feb- on Monday February 20 Justice Secretary Jesus Crispin Remulla said na hindi pa final yung decision na yun uh-huh. And then, by March 7, less than a month after no inspection, uh, sabi nila, hindi na ipupush through yung plan. Uh-huh. But, um, actually, one of our bosses was asking me kung yun na ba yun? Kung yun na ba yung huling? Ano, sabi ko, parang sa nangyayari po sa Masungi lately, uh, hindi pa yun yung finale. No? Yeah, uh-huh. And they're still uh, facing a lot of... Uh, issues from mm-hmm. different fronts of the government. Mm-hmm. And since dahil nasa Bucor yung titulo, that's going to be a huge, I think that's going to be a huge problem for the management. Right. Uh, I mean, Senator Nancy Binay visited Masungi this week. Yeah. Diba? We reported on that. And then one of the questions was actually about that. And ang sagot nga niya is, okay, Katapang um, as chief of, as Bucor chief right mm-hmm. now might not um, push, through. push through with this plan. But what after six years, after after his term, yeah. kung yeah. kailan man, hanggang kailan man yung term niya, after his term, what happens next? Mm-mm. Parang, as long as that land is owned by Bucor, they can always have that, yeah. they can always do whatever they want with it. Yeah, if, if you have uh, a leadership that has the political will to mm-hmm. to relegate their offices there, kahit mm-hmm. na uh, ano man yung maging protesta na management and other people who support uh, the conservation side, right. it, it can happen because legally, sa kanila yung mm-hmm. pa. But also, yun nga yung problem kasi masungi yung, ano, yung claim na masungi dun sa uh, area na yun, it, lagi silang parang they're hanging mm-hmm. in the balance. Kasi uh, even with... Uh, the Department of Environment and Natural Resources, yung MOA nila with them, mm-hmm. 
na sinay ni Gina Lopez, uh, DNR now is looking at the revocation yeah, right. of, of that contract. So, so it's really, they're really in a tight spot. Because mm-hmm. even uh, with the government, uh, they're having a lot of problems. Lalo na with, ito lang, th- this recent uh, report ng Sabucor. You're right. And both um, houses of, uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate, and the Senate are, are conducting, conducting hearings into this, diba? Yeah. So there's that Bucor issue, but there's also the DNR side where they're being they're, probed. Yes, that they're they're reviewing this agreement um, with Masungi. Anong masasabi mo about uh, what Senator Nancy Binay said na the right agency should own the land? So, government agency pa rin, mm-hmm. but uh, this, I think she doesn't, ang impression ko is she doesn't think Bucor should own the land. Parang, mm-hmm. Pero, government agency pa rin. Parang, what, what can you say about that? Well, supposedly, it should be the DNR who is uh, hands-on about hands-on. it. Hands-on. And kasi protected area siya mm-hmm. um, I've been asking some people, yung mga comments nila, why, bakit may title ang Bucor when it's protected area? Mm-hmm. And... Ayun, d- dapat, I think, supposedly, DNR should be at the forefront of, ah, dapat hindi yan uh, ginagalaw, etc. Right. Uh, the conservation must uh, take priority over, kasi it's, it's still a government priority, di ba? I mean, Katapang was saying he he was he is uh, pro-environment, but he has a duty to Bucor. Mm-hmm. But I think conservation work should take priority in all government duties. Right, it, and so far, that's what's happening. There are... Yeah. There are studies saying that yung conservation that's happening in Masungi is actually helping the biodiversity of the area, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That endemic species are uh, mm-hmm. going back there, mm-hmm. diba? That uh, they they reforested the area. Uh, yung sinabi na actually na ano nga kasi yung sinabi ni yung sinasabi ni Katapang he is a uh, pro environment, but lagi migano, lagi migamit. Mm-hmm. It's something na. Law, house lawmakers, ganun din yung tono nila. Mm. Na, ah, okay naman yung ginagawa ng masungi sa conservation work nila. Pero, etc., etc., etc. Although, so don't you agree na dapat naman talaga, I mean, if you're going to conserve, by the by the book naman the, din dapat talaga siya. Like, it should still follow those, uh, if, if we have environmental laws, those laws are there to protect. People yeah. like the the Masungi Foundation who wants to do conservation work there. Yeah, I think uh, meron naman talaga mga batas din mm. na sinusunod. But I, I'm just, uh, I think I'm wary of that kind of language. Okay, okay. Na parang, okay naman. But Pero? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, kasi that kind of language would reflect uh, how you would prioritize conservation mm. and protection work. Mm. Or the level of what comes first? What what what, what is prioritized? Yeah. Okay. So. Yan. Isa pa yan. Actually, lahat ng mga discuss nating headlines para hindi pa sila tapos. Yeah. <laughs> we Mahap. would love to. We would love to discuss about stories that uh, are already done. But mm. as most of these environment sto- environmental stories are always developing. They're always developing. They're always still happening, and that's why we're always um, here to monitor these <laughs> stories. Um, at uh, we will be back for 
I, I don't know until when our last episode like this was September Mm-mm. and hindi ko alam kung marami ulit <laughs> mangyayari in the, in the next ano uh, months but tune in to Rappler for those stories um uh, you you can go to rappler.com slash environment tama ba yes. tama oh, yeah. tama tama <laughs> for those stories um for more stories on the environment you can go to that link um if you have questions and suggestions for future episodes you can reach Ia on Twitter at, at Ia, Ia Gozum. Right? No blue check. Anymore. No blue check, right? <laughs> oh, oh, ako din. Wala na rin akong blue check. And it, it's G Heronimo, at G Heronimo for me on Twitter and Instagram. Join us again for our next episode. Bye. Bye.